It's time for Speaking of Speaking, quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Yes, it's another edition of the Speaking of Speaking podcast, and we have a fantastic guest today, a woman that I met at a networking event, and I'm so blessed to have her as my guest today. Heather DeSanto is the CEO and founder of Dish Events. Heather, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. It's an honor having you. And there's a heck of a lot more to Heather, by the way, than just what she does with Dish Events, which we're going to find out a little bit more about that. She has a whole Rolodex of things that she does. So why don't you tell people a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Thank you so much. So yes, Heather DeSanto, CEO and founder of Dish Events, and I offer transformative experiences and opportunities for anybody that's feeling stuck needs help to bridge their resistance gap and move forward and feel free in their life and in their business if they have one. Uh, And I do this using unique tools through dynamically integrated self-healing events. And we'll be talking about some of those tools a little later on. But one of the things that we thought that we would cover today, something that has come up more than once, I'm sure, since COVID, but even long before that, is this whole idea of, and this is why the podcast is called Taking a Stand on Your Speaking, but the difference between standing up to speak and sitting down to speak. And you have some firsthand experience with this because back in the day, back way back, long before COVID-19, you did live events all the time. And doing live events meant, probably for the most part, standing up and presenting from the front of the room, correct? Absolutely. Uh, So yeah, history-wise, for 18 years, I was a corporate junkie. So at the time, doing a lot of presentations and whatnot, and you always found yourself standing at the front of, of the room. So interestingly, when I decided to leave corporate, I spent a year doing walk-run events across Canada, so I'm all about movement in general, which is something that was kind of interesting in retrospect when I was at the bank. I always wanted to go for coffee with people, and it wasn't because I wanted coffee necessarily. It's because I love to talk to people, and the movement from my desk to the coffee was the best thing. So doing the running events was an amazing other thing to do because, again, from a movement perspective... Then when that dissolved, I opened an event space of my own and found myself daily standing, facilitating and whatnot. So when COVID hit, everybody got behind Zoom and a lot of people I was finding were sitting. And I started to do that at the beginning of my journey. And then I thought, hold on a second. I wasn't sitting at the front of the room when I was facilitating before. So why would I do it now? So I rigged up and I do not have anything fancy as far as my rigging goes. I was, I was saying to Carl before, I literally have a plastic box and my lap desk and then my laptop. And that's good. I get to stand. And for me, it's all about energy. It's moving energy. I love to talk with my hands. And so standing allows me to do that. So I encourage anybody to try it out if they're not doing so already. It's funny how you mentioned the difference in the energy when you're standing versus sitting. I've noticed that in, in my in my career, years of being in broadcasting, that and most of the time, by the way, as a broadcaster, I sat and I had to straighten up and really, you know, flex my arms or do different things to 
to get that energy flowing in a seated position, which is very hard to do. So you can imagine, and you've probably experienced this if you're, if you're listening today, you've probably experienced being in meetings, sitting around a boardroom table, and your energy levels just seem to dip a little bit. And maybe your speaking dips a little bit. And do, do you find, Heather, that the energy, but also your speaking changes when you're standing rather versus when you're sitting? Yes, 100%. To your point, I find for me, as soon as I sit, I slouch. And so to like what you were saying, it's an inward movement, right? And so if you're into heart-centered and things like that, standing up and having your shoulders back, it brings a level of confidence. And when you're speaking, don't you want to be confident when you're when you're talking, especially if you're in a facilitator mode where people are looking at you for wisdom or growth or whatever it is that you're facilitating about having the confidence as a speaker and standing, I think goes a long way for people if they decide to try it out for themselves. I also tune it to, you know, there's a reason why choirs since time and memoriam have stood to sing especially more robust sounding anthems or pieces of music with high energy because they need that energy even if you go to a concert a rock concert rock stars don't usually just sit down on the stage and say i'm going to sing to you there's an energy to it but even if they do need to sing quietly or whatever they're still probably going to stand they need that Like you said, it's a physical difference from how our body is sitting versus standing. Plus, it's also, I've learned, and maybe you've experienced this as well, that your diaphragm is in a different position. It's still on our body, but it's in a different position when we're sitting versus when we're standing. And your diaphragm is where your voice power comes from, where your breath and all that comes from that. And if you're sitting versus standing, you're not putting forth not only that same energy, but that same power to your voice, so to speak. 100%. And it's interesting. I didn't even actually think about that when you were saying about the choir, but wholeheartedly, everything moves, I think, a little bit different when you're standing versus sitting. I even find when I walk, I find a point ahead of myself to look at, to make sure that my head's up when I'm walking, because even that looking down and speaking versus standing up, like with your head up and speaking changes the the dynamics of the, of your voice. So I guess one of the takeaways today is whether you are speaking, giving a presentation virtually, you know, because we're still doing a lot of virtual presentations. So whether you're giving a presentation or whether you're even participating in a regular meeting, it's, and Heather, maybe you can back me up on this or not. It's up to you. (laughs) But there's an advantage to finding those opportunities where you can stand to elevate your energy, but also it's got to do something to the clarity in your thinking as well. If you're standing versus sitting, wouldn't you say? That's a very good point. I think so. To me, it's quite interesting that we're talking about this because absolutely from a communication standpoint, I see the value of it, but even moreover, the uniqueness of it. I'd like to just put a challenge out to your guests to challenge them to do it once. I would hazard to say they may be one of the only people in a Zoom room that would do it. It would be interesting to see because if you're you're into being unique, it might be something that you might want to try at your next event. Yes. If being unique is your thing, you can wear red shoes, which people might not see on a Zoom call, or you could stand or even walk around the room. 
with your earbuds on and see if people notice that you're walking around the room or standing. And they probably will take notice, but definitely would be unique. And here's the other thing. If you do that, don't do it just because Heather challenged you. By all means, yes, do it for that reason. But do it to see if you notice a difference in your energy or your clarity in your thought or even in your own presence with your communication. I think that's a great challenge. It's a fantastic challenge. I, I do. And if anybody does happen to uh, to do it, definitely reach out on Facebook or however you want to connect, because uh, I love hearing when people try new things for themselves. And if it works out and it's something that, that changes a behavior or a habit, then I've done my job for a day. It's a very unique form of communication. Let's put it that way. Speaking of unique forms of communication, you alluded to that at the beginning. I want to give you an opportunity to talk about more about what you call points of you. So tell us a little bit about that. So Points of You, so Y-O-U, is a brand that came out of Israel back in 2005, 2006, from two wonderful entrepreneurs that created games, essentially, that were are based on pictures, words, and questions around the idea of picture therapy in truth. And what they do is through uh, processes and unique opportunities to speak to either the facilitator, if it's a one-on-one experience, or a group in a workshop, a unique way of communicating and sharing perspectives amongst others. It's all about you. So each of us, you have your unique lens perspective on life based on your life travels. I have my own unique, but one card can change anybody's perspective. I can absolutely guarantee it through a conversation and the tools themselves. They're used in organizations. Coaches use them as additional uh, training tools, and they really can be used at home for parties with your family, anything. The world is your oyster as far as these. And obviously, points of view is a play on words, a point of view. Do you find that as people start using these that they notice a difference in you know relationships communication all those things I absolutely do especially in the room so don't want to go into great detail but I did have one experience very early on in my journey with the tools where at the beginning of a group session I had somebody stand up and make quite a declaration that they in their business they were not willing to work with this type of individual And I happened to have one of those individuals in the room who then made it their mission for the day to change that person's perspective. And by the end of the day, it had been done and they have since collaborated on things and they become excellent friends. It's amazing how whether it's people themselves take it on as a way of learning more about each other or just a way to communicate differently and see each other in the lens that they want to be seen in. That's a stellar success story for points of view, which if you say it too quickly comes across as points of view, because we're so used to hearing it like that, which is obviously a play on that. But that's a very great success story for that because we're so used to in some cases, deflecting from others' points of view because we want to get ours out there. Ours have to go out there. They have to be front and center. Okay, we want to hear yours too, but you know, I want to make sure mine gets in there. So getting that cohesion or that, oh, that's where you're coming from. 
So that's a fascinating success story on that. In my journey with the tools I've come across, and they are used all over the country from different facilitators, it is really quite amazing to see the transformations that can happen in mindset as much as taking action in anything. So it is a coaching tool. So at the end of a process, you do take action or you're invited to take action based on the new perspective and new point of view you gain. So yeah, they have been transformative to quite a number of people. And it's been quite interesting, the one-on-one conversations I've been having with people lately, the same card keeps coming up, which is really interesting to me. So I'll shuffle them and a card will come up in a Zoom meeting. If I was with somebody, they'd choose their own card. But in a Zoom meeting, I choose it for them. The exact same card has come up with the last three people I've worked with. And they've had similar reactions to the same card so from a point of view perspective but at the end of the conversation where people are at through the conversation and going through the processes it's been quite fun to see the transformations that they've taken in personally from the new point of view or the new perspective they have on whatever they're exploring in the dialogue my guest today is Heather DeSanto, the CEO and founder of Dish Events. And we're having a great discussion today talking about a couple of different things. We've talked about taking a stand on your speaking, and Heather's been sharing also about the unique form of communication with points of view, a play on points of view. Heather, I want to give you the opportunity to pass something on to the audience today. So if people have heard something that they want to take action on, what uh, what would you like to suggest that they do? What just came to mind to me is to be kind to yourself. And Interesting. Yeah, I had something prepared prior, but what just came through is to be kind to yourself, but also to others. Yourself through the lens, like we don't always see the best in ourselves and what people see in us. But at the end of the day, we are who we are in the shell of the body that we have. And you might as well be kind to yourself because if you're not, nobody else is going to be. And when you are kind to yourself and you're exploring different things that excite you, get you moving with your mind, body and soul, it allows you to have a brighter perspective, I think, on where others are coming from. And so loving yourself, liking yourself and all that, I believe allows you to show up better. I have that in air quotes or differently in the way that you represent yourself in the world. So, and that's what I would say, just keep doing you and doing what makes you happy and what lights you up because then others will, will see that in you and want to spend more time with you and chat with you and and all that good stuff. Wow. What a great perspective and certainly a great, I mean, we've lived through a very interesting 18 months. If you're listening to this, it's been 18 months, 19, whatever it's been, it's been a very interesting time. Let's put it that way. And I think one of the things that has come around, I know even for myself and my spouse, one of the things that has come around is just being kind to each other, but certainly giving yourself the opportunity to have that respect and that love and compassion for for you, first and foremost, I, I think it's a huge key. Heather, that's great. That's a gold star for that one. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. How can they reach out to you if they'd like to find out more information about either some of your tips for taking a stand, shall we say, on speaking, or finding out more about either dish events or points of view? What's the best way for them to contact you? 
Well, I can always be contacted through Facebook Messenger if it's a situation where somebody has a unique question about things that we've talked about today, interested in points of view in general. I would invite anybody that's listening that is curious about the tools and on their own journey to join my private group. It's called What's Your Dish with a question mark. What I do in that group is I invite people to come in and they get to experience the tools through the various ways that I show up in that space to allow people to explore themselves through those unique tools and unique ways. Plus they're in a community. So they're meeting other business owners or individuals that maybe don't have a business, but are in the business of life. Because don't we all have our own business? We're all there getting to know and learning from each other. And I also do a what's your dish episode with my members to spotlight them and let them talk about themselves and what they do. And if there is an opportunity to combine the tools with the magic that they do in their business, then that just brings another level of interesting things, but also knowledge and a place of learning for anybody that wants to join. And then we also, because I love food, I also invite my guests to share what their favorite dish is. I am a lover of food. So I invite them to talk about a dish that they prepare maybe, or their dish from their favorite restaurant, because then we're giving some love to small business or sharing recipes from people in there sharing the joy of food. I love food too. Just had to get that in there because food and me go way back. (laughs) Well, so funny that we're talking about communication, right? Because isn't that the best way to have a conversation when you're sitting having a meal over a drink or whatever? Like, isn't that the best time to communicate and have everything conversation happen in such a lovely way? That is so true. I never thought of it like that because a lot of discussions and certainly over time, if you think back to you know, movies over time, you know, especially you know, one of the movies I, I love watching time and time again is Titanic. And Titanic had, oh, their final meal on the ship was like a 10 course dinner. And of course, between courses or even during course, people are talking. So People are discussing, that's first class, obviously, but yeah. but all the other classes, I believe, had, had great food. And obviously, great discussion happened over food. And we still do that when we go to restaurants. It's just not for the food. Yeah, okay, the food makes a difference. And good food makes an even bigger difference. But we're also there for the social time, the discussion. So, yeah, that's a good point. I'm glad you shared that. And thankfully, now in Ontario, we can go back to restaurants. <laughs> we can do that. Yes. Thrilled to be able to do that again. So, Heather, thanks again for being my guest on the podcast. Before I let you go, final thought, I'll leave it up to you. Well, I just want to thank you very much for the opportunity. Since the pandemic started, I, a quote came along to me, and I think it's an unknown author, but spread good vibes, think positive, enjoy life. I believe that when you follow that formula, you're halfway there to where you want to be. Heather DeSanto, CEO and founder of Dish Events. Thanks for being my guest today. Thank you. And remember, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at CarlRichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking. Speaking.